Hello, and welcome to the Unnamed Automotive Podcast. My name is Sammy Hadjassad, and with me is Benjamin Hunting. Say hi to the people, Ben. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings, indeed. Are you okay? I, I might have caught you in the middle of, like, swallowing a glass. No, of I am fully alert. Okay. Uh, ben and I are a pair of automotive journalists, and uh, we have a lot of interesting things to talk to you about this week in the world of new cars and uh, whatever else is going on in the world of the, uh, the automotive industry. Isn't that right, Ben? That's what I've been told, and that's why I dialed in. That's 100% right. So we're going to start this off by uh, talking about what we've been driving lately. Ben, I think you have the more interesting vehicle of the two of us, so why don't you lead us off before I put everyone to sleep? Well, I don't want to talk too much about the vehicle itself because uh, it's the same vehicle you were driving last week, the uh, BMW 5 Series uh, Mm -hmm. 540, and it's the same $90,000 version of that car in Canada, or $77,000 in the U.S., so this is a car that starts at 60 in Canada and it has $30,000 worth of drivetrain and options added to it. The, but what we want to talk about is this gadget that it comes with. The uh, what's what's the exact name for it, Sammy? I think it's called the remote, the touch, the touch remote or re- remote touch. That's right. Something like that. Um, I don't touch. have the official name of it. Yes, but it's it's a giant key that's really awkward. It's super and... awkward and it has a tiny little screen on it. And what it does. For those who aren't familiar, is it replicates the functionality of BMW's connected car app. Um, I don't know if it's called connected car, but the, whatever the BMW app is called. It's so called you, the connected drive. Connected drive. So you can check on things like uh, the amount of range you have based on your fuel. You can check on, uh, you can you can set it up so that the climate control comes on and off at certain times to get it ready for you when you're done work. All sorts of stuff that you can already do in the app, but in a convenient postage size, postage stamp size screen that fits in your pocket and constantly needs to be recharged. Whether you're using USB, which you can do, because who doesn't want to use a USB charger on their car key? Or you can put it on the little tray that's in the console of the car, where it will charge wirelessly, so you can forget that it's there and have to go back outside and get the key. Yeah. Um, There's one thing, there's actually a couple of things. First of all, um, it does one thing that I don't think you can do with the app. And that's the remote park feature. But before I get into that, before I get into that, I want to actually tell you. I used the preconditioning uh, feature of the vehicle when it was a really hot day here, and it actually worked, and I was somewhat impressed. Well, let me tell you, as I mentioned last week, if anyone who was listening to our podcast where we had Dan Hammond as a guest, I had a 1991 5 Series that also had preconditioning capability (laughs) that didn't involve a key the size of my fist. It involved a (laughs) tiny computer with a bunch of buttons on the dashboard, and you just set up the time, and it hit the fans and it got the pop the top on the the uh sunroof if you wanted that too so this technology is not new it's just the form factor and convenience or lack of convenience but um i don't like anything that doubles functionality i think it's an inelegant solution but you mentioned the thing that is the worst aspect of this key and it's not necessarily associated with the key although the key plays a huge role and that's the self-parking and self-parking is a total misnomer because it's remote parking right sam it's remote it's remote movement of the car forwards (laughs) and backwards i don't even think it's quite parking and it's more like a walk ghost it's like ghost riding the whip or like walking totally for a walk it's like patrick swayze is driving your car folks that's what it is it's ghost riding the five series but within a very specific set of circumstances because a you can't be very far from the car i was demonstrating it to a friend yesterday and i was standing maybe two feet from the car and it kept giving me the message you are too far from the vehicle so you you got to be almost touching the car for it to work 
In which case, you would probably run yourself over with it. Exactly. Second, second, um, it will only go so far. And while it does use uh, the radar on the front and the rear of the car, or sonar or whatever it is, to avoid obstacles, it can't see lines in the paint. Um, it can't read signs. So it doesn't know what's going on. So, like, you have to, you know, still be paying attention to what's going on. Third... There's a button on the side that's like – it's like the safety switch on a gun, and you have to hold that button in at all yeah. times while you're operating the key. So it's super awkward. Like, I, Yeah, it's on the left – I think it's on the left side of the key. Is that – or the right side I think it's the on key? the right side of the key, so you kind of either have to – I mean, it's you a can't two-handed use job. One, yeah, you can't use one hand for it. It's completely ridiculous. It's, you look so stupid. And like um, – here's, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's – the car will only go forwards or backwards. So yeah. you're standing there like an idiot, moving the car forward a car length and a half. I think is the maximum amount you can use. But here's what makes it completely useless. I don't under. There's one single use case for remote parking. What would that be, Sammy? Uh, if you park into a cramped parking spot. So like a spot where it's so tight you wouldn't be able to open your doors. Yeah, I believe that would be the best, the best work, the best case. So. I'm going to assume that this spot probably has another car on at least one side. Yeah, two other, like, inconsiderate parkers, right? So if you're parking between them, they can't open their doors either, right? Ah, payback's a bitch. And <laughs> and they don't have remote parking because they're no, not they're driving. Just gonna, they're just going to smash their door into your car. Well, they're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this – it's, it's a gadget – that is intent. It's totally a parlor trick. It doesn't have any real world use, and that bothers me. And you know, BMW has a lot of cool features in their cars. This is not one of them. This is something that is solely a bragging rights thing. And the bragging rights aspect of it is you have to undergo so much inconvenience with this giant key to make it e- even possible that it it feels like just shooting yourself in the foot. You pay in the states. It's a seven hundred and fifty dollar option, I think. And in Canada, it's $1,500. So you're paying that amount of money to shoot yourself in the foot and have this giant boat anchor of a key in your pocket all day long. And come on, man. I mean, you're going to impress your friends for the first week, and then no one's ever going to want to see it happen a second time. I mean, it's not like right. it's, it's not like fireworks or something, you know? I, um, I feel pretty strongly about this, it seems. No, no, for sure. You know what? There's one thing it does really cool. Um, if you had the wheels cranked, have you noticed this? If you had the wheels cranked, it will actually straighten them out for you. Oh, wow. That's something I totally could not have done myself while parking the car myself. <laughs> and second of all, honestly, the if you had the same version I had, it has this massive amount, these massive, sorry, an incredible array of cameras inside the vehicle yes. that can show the car as a 3D model and the space around it. Not just a 360 degree like view from like a bird's eye view, but like you can actually get into the car and rotate this camera around the vehicle, which makes, which is so cool to look at. But you know what? If you just looked out your windows, you would get that view of the vehicle. <laughs> it's it's ultimately, it's a bunch of distracting stuff from what's a very good car. Yeah, I, I absolutely love driving this, driving this car. Um, and it the drives very systems. well. The driver assistance features, I don't know if you've used them. I know you're typically a little uh, hesitant to put your uh, your your life in the in the hands of some robots. And, no, and I, used the, I used it the other night because I was tired and I wanted to take a nap. And I <laughs> napped for about 15 minutes on the highway. And the car stayed in the lines. And I woke up somewhere. Um, <laughs> and things were still cool. So, um, 
it, it was really it was really solid. And that engine is really smooth in my in my experience. The engine is really smooth, uh, and the transmission has a number of different like drive modes. The car has a number of different drive modes, and they are pretty versatile. Uh, would you agree with that, or? Uh, you know, I haven't really had it on anything twisty yet. Uh, it's coming up this weekend, okay. so it's harder to tell. the 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 thing that the thing that oh, uh, one more thing about that key. While I'm still thinking angry thoughts, you can't remote park the car while you're inside the car. It doesn't work, so you can't hide. <laughs> uh, you can't. Why would you do that? <laughs> you can't hide under the dash and freak out your friends. Is basically what I'm saying. Boo. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know the other thing I wanted to the other point I wanted to mention. In Canada, it's a $90,000 car, which means it should have wow factor. Mm-hmm. It has zero wow factor. Five That's series, the wow factor. What's the wow factor? Those crazy features. No, but what I mean is if you pull up at the country club in your 5 series, it's like every other 5 series that's there. Um, it's a good car, but no one's going to come out of the country club and look at your car. No one cares. It's not a 7. It's not an S class. Even those, I mean, it, it's... It's a $90,000 version of a mid-tier luxury car, and that, I have a problem with that. And in the States, it's $77,000. Uh, that's a lot of money to spend for a mid-tier luxury car. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you looked at the features it has, though? It is loaded with – not only does it have those really impressive – that really impressive key, this car has soft-closed doors, which is oh. way better than hard-closed doors. It also it has, has a, a, a perfume dispenser. It has a, page, a perfume dispenser. Taking yeah. a page from Mercedes' book. With the worst named like perfumes ever made, um, it has four zone automatic climate control, which is really important because I typically have four. I need four zones of climate change in my car. Um, and what else does it have? You here? say it climate has, change? Of climate adjustment. Sorry. Four zones of climate, like in the back, it's like melting ice shelf. Yeah. In the on on in the front, it's like the Sahara where nothing will ever grow. Very dry. I keep it there. Yeah. There's a hole in the ozone layer. It has a it has a window shades. How about that? I don't think you pass I, on that. Had, pass had, on window. Mine had M brakes. Did yours have M brakes? It does. I'm sure we're driving the same car. You know, okay. um, the 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 M the, the window shades. I don't have a kid. Uh, I think that they're probably way more useful if you have a child in the back. Because I mean, if your kid's in a car seat, they can't and they're in the sun. I mean, they can't do anything about that. So that sucks for them. And I can understand wanting to have shades for that. I had massage seats. Come on. And by massage seats, I mean seats that awkwardly move parts of your body for you. <laughs> <laughs> just make, it feels like your friend pushing you to try to get out of a couch. Like, that's what it feels like, just in very what is uh, your, targeted you're, areas. You've had a friend inside a couch pushing your body? <laughs> like, on a couch. I'm, in the, I'm on the couch, and they're like, come on, let's go. Come on. And they're just, like, giving you this nudge. That's what it feels like. So, okay, fine. You have a $90,000 car. I'm in a $79,000 Volvo again, uh, the V90 um, Insignia, which is a solid car, but you've probably heard everything you need to know about it. I think, um, yeah, yeah. So what would you put into a car like this? Like, what feature? What's the wow feature? What would you want? No, it's, it's not a feature thing. It's it's. No, it's definitely a feature If you're thing. spending you money s- on a luxury car... Mm-hmm. And you spending significant money, when you roll up, people should be like, damn, son, where did you get that car? No one's going to say that about a, a 5 Series. Yeah, unless it's like the M5. You got that car at a BMW dealership. That's not that difficult. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you look at like an, an M5 or a CTSV or a Quadrifoglio. It's like those are cars that make a really big impression on because people around you. A, Jag, a Jaguar F-Type. 
No, but I mean, the, the just looks alone, like an F-Type or a 911, it has a cachet. And this car has no cachet. It's a good car, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not, a, it's not a mic drop. And if you're spending 90 grand, it should be a mic drop. Even an Escalade, which is, I, you pull up in an Escalade and people notice it because it's massive and ridiculous sometimes, depending on context. And, and it's, it, you can't look away. It's like an asteroid hurling towards the earth. And you're like, is it going to hit us? And you're like, I don't know if it's going to hit us. And no one knows. And there's that one scientist who knows, but they don't get to him until the second act. Yeah, so, yeah. It's exactly like that, and and the the five series not an asteroid. The funny thing is, for years the five series has been um, a standard in this. It set the benchmark in this segment, and I still think it's one of the best vehicles in the segment. There's only two cars that I think are better than it in making that statement, and I you're free to disagree with me. I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me almost immediately. Uh, I'm going to say Mercedes CLS and Porsche Panamera. CLS is a really old car, man. It's still so pretty. Until you sit in the back seat. Uh, what do you mean? My head touches the ceiling. Yes, it's definitely not made for uh, rear seat adult, I mean, adults the five, in the rear seat. The 5 is definitely made for adults in the rear seat. You know, we've spent a long time talking about this 5 series. I don't want to okay. talk about it anymore. I'm, but I'm I just... want to talk about features. I want to talk about these crazy features that automakers just haven't come... Did you think you needed a key that could move a car um, about um, a, a car length and a half? With you no. being a foot in front of it? I totally rely on so, a strong wind for that kind of thing. Yeah, so what feature have they... They're, like, they're they're reaching an audience of no one on these, on these features. They need real features. You know what I need? I need a car that takes voice memos for me. Um, because using my phone to take a voice memo is apparently real dangerous. And I need a car that will, if I say, Hey, um, memo, uh, memo to self, uh, go and see the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, and then it reads back to you. Er, memo to self, <laughs> go and cash Spider-Man check underwear 1776. <laughs> and then you're like, what just happened? Uh, yes, that's true. Then what about instead of that, if uh, my entire dash was a whiteboard and I could just r- draw on it? What? if? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I could doodle on it. What if your entire room? dash was a hibachi barbecue? Ooh, and the speedometer was re- the speedometer is replaced by a, a robotic voice that just that just yells punch it punch it punch it. <laughs> yeah, what about the, that? I think the second part of your feature is a little less useful. <laughs> but, Depends on it. How but the first work. part is definitely something I could go for. Can you imagine? There should be a chef special of a car. You're right. What about uh, here's my feature and Toyota made it happen once and they can make it happen again. The technology is still there. An ice maker. I want an ice maker in a car. Yeah, that would be amazing. Cause some cars have cooled, um, like compartments, not like refrigerated compartments, but cooled. Uh, it's pretty chill in those things. But if you could just sprinkle some water in there, you'd get some frost and you'd get some ice, and there you go. I it's want simple. ice cubes. I want to be able to pitch them at people from like when I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> wow. And like, try and I want to be able to get them through. I, the game is if someone has an open sunroof, you tr- like three cars ahead, you try to get it in there. Ice you cube golf. You know what I'm golf. saying? Yeah, ice cube golf. It's fun. It's harmless. Everyone loves ice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially everyone. surprise ice from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! It's hailing and then. <laughs> Wait a so, minute, this hail's a perfect cube. So why not? Yeah, it better be perfect for $90,000, I can tell you that. Um, what about materials? Do you think they're using the right materials in cars these no. days? First no, first of all, I've never seen a shark skin wheel, uh, wheel cover. I've never seen a shark skin seat. Have you? 
No. And, and of I course always thought that my I you know that really you know that really cool texture of a cat's tongue? I want that on my <laughs> gear stick. <laughs> Wow, that is the most alluring euphemism you've ever used on the on the podcast. No, I want to I want to clarify two things. One, I'm a friend to sharks, and it would have to be imitation shark skin. Two, yeah. I'm a friend to cats, but it has to be real cat skin. <laughs> no, no, it has mine is imitation. It's cool. They can make cats anything. don't feel like anything. But they can grow their tongues back, Sammy. That's what you don't realize. You're mistaking cats for chameleons. I think it's happened before. Also, why aren't cars more like chameleons? Uh, they are. Remember Mystic Chrome Cobras? No. That are DuPont, you going to explain me more about that? That DuPont Mystic Chrome paint that changes color depending on where, what, what angle you're looking at it? Oh, yeah. Like that crazy, like, pearly paint that, like, yeah. trips somebody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it on a Veloster two days ago. That's pretty cool, but that's not chameleon. Like, a chameleon can change it. First of all, it changes whatever color it feels like it should change well, into. how many colors do you need and how many feelings does your car have? I want to be able to park my car in spots and make it like look like a piece of junk, right? So people, no one will, no one will hijack it or break into it. All you have to do is just kind of buy a car, and then ten years later you're there, <laughs> <laughs> and you can accelerate that process by buying a ten-year-old car. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would I buy it if somebody could steal it or wanted to steal it? Why fall in love if your heart could break? That's true. Uh, speaking of which, I want a car that will help me through some rough times in my relationships. Wouldn't that be helpful? Now, Drive how faster, would Sammy. It's the only way to escape the past. <laughs> First of all, you're mimicking my love robot, which is really, really terrible. My love advice robot. I need uh, cleaning. I need cleaning. I need cleaning. Uh, and second of all... No, I need a robot that can tell that can that can me- measure my mood and make sure that um, that I'm in a in in the mood to I'm in a, a really good mood. You know what I mean? I thought they showed me that at CES. Where's that car? Why not a car with a sundial? Ooh. I mean, classy cars have classy analog clocks. Hmm. But what's classier than an analog clock? A, a clock that there. uses the sun. Oh yeah, and charge, it doesn't charge a battery. It casts a shadow on the dashboard. <clears throat> I always thought that's what the uh, spirit of ecstasy was. It on might the be. Rolls Royce. I mean, in certain druidic circles, <laughs> if you park your rolls in the right place at the right time of day, then you're totally in contact with the ley lines that connect the energy of the Earth to all other energies in the universe. I mean, I've I've heard. I'm not sure. Um, here's another feature. See, this Volvo has a. Uh, sorry to, to talk about this Volvo again, but it has a red light camera warning. So it can only take pictures of red lights? What's the deal? No, it tells you when that that intersection I'm coming up to has a red light camera, so I shouldn't even go for the yellow through the amber light. Does the it yellow yell, light. It's it's a trap. <laughs> it's is that a what trap, it, is that... yeah. What would be another one like that? What would be another feature where the car is warning you of something of something you probably shouldn't be doing in the first place? I'd like a couple of warnings. I'd like a warning for extreme base. In the immediate area, like if I'm like two blocks from no, but if I'm two blocks from extreme base, I need yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I so I can take a, a, an alternate route if I have to. Um, right. That would be nice. What about sinkhole warnings? Should cars well, have in, sinkhole? in Montreal? A sinkhole would, happened here. In Montreal, it would be going off all the time. Like it wouldn't be useful at all. No shit bridges uh, warning over there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um. What else? There's there would be another one. Um, millennial gathering spots. 
that's what it should warn you against. Like, you know, I'm really, I'm really tired of you being so down on millennials, Sammy. I don't think it's cool, and I think that some of the millennials in our audience are also tired of it. That's true. All right, I apologize, millennials in my audience. Thank you. Did that sound sincere to you? There should be a sincerity warning. In I the don't talk. even know anymore. <laughs> uh, what? What else would be an important feature of these cards? What Ooh. about see convertibles need sunscreen applicators? Would it be like a mist? Like instead of spraying out the perfume that Mercedes and BMW are into, like what if it just sprayed a mist of some type? Of, like it, there's like a, a flash on the dash that goes close your mouth and then it, <laughs> and then it sprays a potentially carcinogenic substance that blocks the sun. Yeah, that, I'm into that. I think, I, I think cool, with the right research, that could be safer, but at the right... Here's a cool research. Here's a cooler way to block the sun. It generates a fog, like, from the A-pillar yeah. that settles over top of the car and blocks the sun's rays. And and you drive around under your own cloud, and you could call it Distronic Cloud Master Plus. <laughs> cloud Plus. It would be uh, it's all, in all caps, too. All caps. Uh, no, the first generation is Distronic Cloud, and the second one is Distronic Cloud Plus. With that Vapo moves. Seal. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a huge deal. I love that idea. Man, automakers should be should really be listening to the podcast. Or hopefully not listening to the podcast so that our careers can continue. <laughs> well, I mean, like, let's talk about features and convertibles. Mini has an openometer, and that's it. What's oh, the an air, openometer? Also, oh, it measures how long you've been driving with the roof down. In case you've been unconscious while driving and, and lost all track, or abducted and lost all track of time. Yeah. Uh, or else you wanted to, or if you wanted to justify the per, the cost of your, the extra cost of your convertible. Um, as well, Mercedes has air scarf. And, air scarf's uh, a cool feature, though. Air scarf is just one step below Distronic Cloud Plus yeah. Master System. But air Whatever. scarf doesn't protect you from burning, from no, sunburn. Is. It adds to burning on your neck, which is which is po- positive. There's also this thing that I learned on my drive across the country, air cap. Have you heard of air cap? Yes, I have. Okay, air cap sounds like a good idea, but it completely ruins the the visual appeal of this of the car. Yeah, it doesn't really work very well either. It's not fantastic, no. So what would what would be the alternative to air cap? Oh, uh, you could have a system that has a grappling hook, so you can draft behind semi trucks. Oh and yeah, that, that blocks like. That blocks the the wind that's disrupting your 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 chi. But you could also like use like um a, an electronic like grappling hook. Like it shoots out like there's a visualization like an ion cannon. So you mean it, a like, tractor beam? You essentially yeah, mean a tractor. Yeah, it's like a tractor beam. It's like a tractor beam, but it's not called tractor beam. It's called like a death draft, <laughs> death draft pro. Um, and there's a constant war between truckers and Death Draft Pro users. And Death Draft Pro, like, I'm going to say the app itself, it's not monetized yet, but when it is, you're going to want to be in on the ground floor. Right, right. Is there a way to mine Bitcoin while driving yet? There should be an app for that. Or what about an aquarium, like, in the console, like, with a little fish? No, or two fish, because they don't want it to get lonely. You know what I'm saying? Well, that seems a bit excessive. Well, why is that excessive? Yo, dog, we heard you like fish. It would be perfect. What the the meme that meme isn't relevant at this point. It's totally relevant. We put fish in your car so you could drive while you fish and fish while you drive. Ben, you and I both live in Canada. We've experienced uh, weather and temperatures of minus forty. It's a saltwater fish, Mister Genius Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the oceans freeze in the winter? Right. Okay. <laughs> that might work. What? 
What kind of saltwater fish will we... Uh, I want to forget it. It's about. a baby shark. Ooh, yes, you and your shark. We've come full Sharks are cool. That. Uh, or maybe it's a squid. I don't know. What about wheels? There should be more wheel technology. Yeah, triangular wheels. Bam, done. No, that won't work. Why won't it work? Because we're driving on Mars, Sammy. That's You didn't let me finish the sentence, and gravity oh, right. is different there. Yeah, and the... Oh, yeah. And plus, you know, Martians worship the triangle as part of their religion, which we have to respect when we're marketing to them. Also, Ben, you've been complaining a lot about the way cars sound lately. What would be an appropriate yet... Uh, an appropriate sound for cars that you would pay extra for. I would pay extra if my car could sound like a Scorpions concert circa 1984. Right, right. Like, if, if I walk in, if I open the door to the car and it's like I'm in some giant coliseum and, like, the Scorpions are on stage and they're like, How are you doing, Benjamin? And everyone's like, oh. And then it's just a crazy guitar riff. That would be pretty cool. So every time you get, so you want a car that makes that kind of, it makes you feel like a rock star every time you get in. It makes me feel like I'm watching a Scorpions. I'm attending a Scorpions concert. I wouldn't say I'm a rock star. I, I would just, want it the other way around. I would want. I, you remember how your car, your original idea was for the car to tell you to hit it, punch, <laughs> punch it, punch it. Punch it. Uh, I want, uh, I want a hype man in my, in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Like that, like like a flavor flame type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Flavor or like vision a ain't blurry. Turn right in a hurry. Would it be like that? Yeah, yeah. Or imagine like you know how we have these proximity keys and you've walked up to a car and it like lights up in this really elegant fashion. But what happens if instead of you wanted it it's like an elegant fashion, you're like a wrestler and you know your music starts playing before you get to the car and people will the be like, rock says, yeah. The rock says, the rock says, door is ajar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As you walk up to the car, that's huge. I would pay so much extra for that. For your own entrance music? Oh, that's, dude, that's perfect. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely a theme song. And, and like, you know, depending, you know how a mini has the dashboard that lights up differently depending on how you're driving? Right. Well, why not the theme song changes depending on driving circumstances? Like, if you're really nailing the throttle, it's a crazy guitar solo. If you're stuck in traffic, it's like, bom, 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 bom. Yeah. or if, if, if you're, uh, if you're just cruising along the highway and everything's cool, it's kind of like a kind of like a chill backbeat type of, you know, like right. a, I don't know, European cafe style Cafe Del Mar music. Yeah, but you see, are you, would you are you saying you'd pay extra for this feature that wouldn't let you pick your own music? I didn't saying I didn't get to pick. Is that. It, is the luxury luxury is not having a choice. Luxury is is having someone else tell you what's cool. Exactly. Um, <laughs> What else? You know what? Cars don't have enough numbers that are increasing. Um, so why not? A, I want a population meter on my car that can. <laughs> I tell want a me. national debt meter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to know. Yeah, and especially that you're both of those subjects are really important in like dinner parties. Like when you when you're especially somebody who owns like a BMW, you're going. Everyone, to all sorts everyone of loves the guy who starts talking about the national debt at a dinner party. You sound he is so the light of the party, and nobody wants to you know finish like have, start another conversation topic after that. It, it's, it's either you continue on that or you uh, the conversations all die. So um, kind of shifting away from, from this before this conversation dies, there's oh. something that, that you sent to me earlier today mm -hmm. from our friends at Audi, and oh, right. specifically our friends at the Audi PR department, which never stops in its quest to give us things to talk about on our podcast. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about this amazing development in the world of Audi? Now, um, Audi, in the way to give, uh, in, a, in the method to give German bloggers uh, a chance to 
to really get to know the new A8 uh, long wheelbase edition, which hasn't yet completely finished, like been revealed. What they did is they blindfolded all these bloggers, which is always a bad sign with a, when an automaker... Never blogger. get in the van with a blindfold. Yeah, especially with an automaker. That means you've done something wrong. Or, two dudes, case, in a, or two dudes in a camcorder. In this case, they blindfolded the bloggers and made them touch the car so that they could uh, get a blind taste test of the A8L. And as a result, the photos I have of yeah, that, this... See, that's, I was about to say, that's not the worst part. The worst part is they photographed them doing this, wearing the blindfolds, taking these super serious touching... I don't even know what you would call it. Rubbing their hands all over this car with like the most serious expressions on their faces. Now, these are, these are um, translated quotes here. But one of the journalists uh, or bloggers describes the leather as incomprehensibly soft. <laughs> <laughs> it but, is a bafflingly soft material. I can't. I need to explain. He got his shoulders massaged from the back seat. I'm assuming the car did this for him. Not. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. But his reply after having his shoulders massaged from the back seat was, "I've never had such a sensual encounter with a car." <laughs> there's so many there's so the photos are are pure they are so funny they're i the wish funniest. you could see them out in podcast land and, and and you know what we have it on auto guide i found this first on uh the the website the audio enthusiast website fortitude did you know that sammy works for auto guide just wanted to drop that in there yes um and these these pictures are downright hilarious they're just a guy there's just hand they're photos of hands it's mostly hands parts of the car we're gonna totally favorite is the is the one that's the i'm looking at it right now i'm looking at it right now it's 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 a it's the a8l badge and in the trunk there's a reflection of a man grimacing that's with a blindfold (laughs) while he gently touches the incomprehensibly soft trunk panel like you just see the tips of his fingers and, and these are like the blindfolds are hilarious because the blindfold itself looks like the one you'd wear like on an airplane on an overnight flight. And it says Audi hashtag Blindverkostung, which I don't know what it means, but I'm assuming it means like blind taste test kind of thing. And there's a picture of a guy wearing that blindfold giving the camera a thumbs up. But he can't, and we can only see the camera in the reflection of the window. And this guy has no idea who he's giving a thumbs up to. Oh, man. And what's what's the other one? The one that you like is the taillight one, isn't that yeah, right, Sammy? Two, it's two hands on the taillight. Like, he has to. He cannot He cannot feel this taillight with just one hand. And he needs both I, I want to point something out about that taillight photo. It is the only photo I've seen so far that looks like a professional hand model was involved because the nails are immaculately manicured. Yeah, they're and they're quite long too. Uh, it, but but it's not a female hand, yeah. so it's it's definitely someone who was hired for this purpose and they were like, Gunter, your hands have to look amazing or you're not going to be in the photo shoot. And he's like, oh, but I'm so into touching this incomprehensibly soft material. There's another good one. There's two where they're touching the seats. And in both of them, they're like in a position where you would never touch a seat. You like would the never hand. touch the seat. And you're like behind the car and reaching through. <laughs> with your... it's, like the, it's like the car is going to handcuff you with zip ties. And like that's they're like, okay, put your hands behind your back and touch the seat. And the other one is like the hand is folded in this weird position on the on the headrest. And yeah. I, you know, it, how do you really put goes the extra mile in putting these press releases together? And no one was asking for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some 
company was. Can you imagine a blogger reaching out to Audi? Uh, listen, I want to write about the A8L, um, but I But can't. I'm out of ideas. What do I do? And they were like, we've got you covered. Don't worry. Everything's cool. Wear this blindfold and get on this bus. <laughs> I love the idea of the guy being blindfolded before he even knows where he's going. Because, well, he's, yeah, he needs to be you hidden. Know, the, the car needs to be hidden so far. In like so How many- serious are you about Audi? That's really the question you have to ask yourself. Absolutely. Um... That's huge. I love that. That's one of my favorite things uh, that I've seen. This is movie. almost as good as the uh, the, the the smart Chronos. Is that the what smart it was? hobos. Smart hobos. This smart is almost beehive. as good as the smart beehive, which is seriously some next level marketing. <laughs> but, but blindfolded touching. I mean, that's I I did not I would not have thought of that, and that's why I'm not in PR because I don't have these ideas. Um, well, there's one more thing that, uh, well, I don't know about that. We just came up with a bajillion great ideas, uh, for cars. Great ideas, I'm telling you. Yes, but none of those ideas would, I don't know, I don't know if they're even close to blindfolded touching of the Audi A8L. Okay, well, before we finish up our podcast, why don't we talk about one more BMW thing that happened recently? Um, you know, you're driving a 5 Series, and some of our listeners might know that there's different types of 5 Series. There's the regular 5 Series sedan. In other markets, there's a wagon. There's also the Gran Turismo. But no longer will that Gran Turismo be made. Now, the Gran Turismo, just for reference, was a car that no one really asked for. It, it was, was a hideously ugly version of the 5 Series. It was, Imagine, a, it was half, the, half a wagon and half a sedan. It, looked, it, was, it was they vertically chopped the rear end of the car and gave it a hatch. And, and they made it ride tall and they, they puffed it up. And it wasn't based on the 5 Series platform either. It was a 7 Series underneath, um, which meant it was very heavy. And I've seen maybe three in my life. Like, no one bought them. And right. you look at people who did buy them, and you're like, wow, did you engage in a blindfolded taste test of this car prior to buying it? Is that the, is that the only way you can – and it's, it's, it's sad because BMW made some pretty good-looking hatchbacks. Like, the, the 4 Series Grand Coupe looks really great. Um, it's, a, it's a very useful car. But the 3 Series Grand, Grand Turismo – sucks it's like the same thing as the five series it's very ugly but uh you're saying sammy that things are different now yeah no no well i mean i was about to say that we should well now that you've like said that it's a hideous car all this jazz you should be excited that they're no longer going to make the five series gran turismo but wait aren't they making it and just calling it something else oh that's right now it's called the six (laughs) series gran turismo the six series which is a coupe is now going to have an ugly hatchback version of uh, its model lineup called what's the interesting, 6 Series Gran Turismo. And what's interesting is there was already a four-door version of the 6 Series called the Grand Coupe, but it didn't have a hatchback. It just had a trunk, even though it had that hatchback silhouette. It could have been so cool. It could have been the Audi A7 of the BMW lineup, and instead it was just kind of looked like an A7 in a silhouette form, um, but it didn't have the practicality and ultimately the grace. It was it was a very big looking car and it was a heavy car as well. It, it was weird because the four series was so practical and cool looking, and the six series was kind of like it's a similar idea, just not executed fully. I think. So what has happened in this vehicle is they've uh, ch- shaved off some of the weight. You know, I've, uh, you've been saying a lot about how much how much do you think it needed to be lighter in order to make a, a huge difference? I want a four thousand pound car. I. I, I I, I want a 3,500-pound car, but I know we'll never get it. So wh- how about making it way less than a Charger? How about that? Um, 
I don't know the exact weight of it, but now it is 331 pounds lighter than before, which should be an improvement. It should be a noticeable. Does it have a hatch now? Oh, uh, uh, I suppose, yeah. That should, that looks like it's, it's hinged at the roof, and in fact, it definitely is. All right. Um, there you go. But it's not, it's not a grand sport. <clears throat> it's a grand turismo, right? It's a grand turismo, not a grand sport grand turismo or a grand sport turismo. It's just a grand turismo. And you or can still get Or a grand the... sportismo. Sportismo. Hey, do you, know, you remember this car though? It still has a spoiler at the end of that gnarly hatch. Okay. And that's, I think that's just so unnecessary. It's like, you know what? We made this car. We've added this incredibly overstyled element to it. It's ugly as hell. You know what it needs? An automatic spoiler. Well, let me tell you, Sammy, at 155 miles an hour, you're going to appreciate that spoiler. Oh, wonderful. And what about the the Panamera spoiler? Now, that's a great-looking car now. Remember what we wanted to talk before, about? Now it's it, it, so, so it's okay for that car to have a, have a huge spoiler that is actually in two pieces that pops up and extends like it's going to slice something open. <laughs> it looks like a trans, part of your Transformer. It looks like a, it does, a, a sinister cool. scene from Transformers when it comes yeah, out. Definitely. Or like when you know when um, like a probe droid in in Star in Star Wars comes out and it sticks out. No, little, I, like, I don't know what I don't know what Star Wars around. is. It's like that. It's like super automated. It looks like it's terrifying. It's like what's going on out here? Oh yeah, and it goes like aerodynamics. Is it like that? Exactly. There's a good bet the Empire knows we're here. That's what I saw going on this week, and it was a short week because of Canada Day long weekend and the July Fourth. Um, weekend. Um, is there anything or else you want to... Or if you're me and self-employed, you worked all week. <laughs> that's true. Those Sammy are... doesn't know what that's like. Uh, that's 100% true. Um, I never... Working hard. There's one more thing that I thought was really useful because I thought um, you'd want to talk about this. Uh, and it's I'm springing this on you. And it Shit. involves Volvo again, which I'm sorry about again. Because <laughs> it ah. seems like we're always talking about Volvo. But people are always saying that you're your car is turning into a giant uh, gadget, more like a giant cell phone. Have you ever heard somebody say that before? Okay, I'm going to say I do not normally talk about other media outlets, but I'm going to I'm going to break that rule because of what you just said. Yeah. I don't know if you ever read The Verge. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a good site. I, I like a lot of their content. They do something called uh, Screen Drive. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? I've never heard of Screen Drive. So I'm going to look it up right now to make sure I'm calling it the right thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, what they do is they test drive the screen inside the car. Oh, right. And yes. Okay. Instead, and, and, and the heading of the vehicle, the heading usually goes, cars have become expensive rolling gadgets that are full of screens, speakers, and sensors, but are they good gadgets? Right. And the, the articles frame the cars as if they were gadgets. I have a – I don't think that's Fair. a useful perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that – if uh, and the reason this is sticking out in my mind is because there was one uh, Rolls Royce oriented one mm-hmm. um, that was published in the last little while, and if I was Rolls Royce and I read an article that called my five hundred thousand dollar hand built car a gadget, I would probably be offended, and I think it really misses a lot about the purpose of whatever vehicle that is being reviewed. Um, because it reduces the vehicle to its infotainment system, regardless of who developed that infotainment system, regardless of how it's contextualized within the vehicle. Uh, it's, it's, we're just talking pretty much infotainment. If you want to do that, 
then you can do that, but make it just about the screen. Don't make it a test drive of the car as well as the screen. I don't know. Right. I I don't even know why I'm saying this because I don't run The Verge. It's not my business. But you, I've been thinking about it all week, and and you you provided me with an opportunity. Well, I didn't know that you'd go off on that uh, on that tangent there. But you're you're right. Honestly, people are looking at these these features and vehicles, especially these big screens that are touch screens that uh, you think should operate like your uh, smartphone. In some cases they do, some cases they don't. Now, <clears throat> Volvo took this analogy of your car being a giant tablet or giant cell phone to the next, lo- the next logical level. Now, everyone knows that your phone was really great for making calls until we added a camera to it, and that's when the whole thing changed. We changed they changed the game when they, have a, they made camera phones. Would you agree, or am I making things up? No, I think you're right. Well, what, at, what if all of, the, all of the cameras in your car could also, you know, take photos for recreational use. Volvo did exactly that. They made this car a rolling video camera. Um, and I think that's really cool. I want that. Yeah, definitely. Let's <laughs> extend the surveillance state so that every private citizen has a constant camera going at all times that's accessible by the government or your insurance agency or whoever. So That sounds like an amazing idea. Here's the story, which will shut you up in your spot. It will, the, the XC60 was given to Barbara Davidson, who is a three-time Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer, who has been in a rollover um, when she was a child and escaped with her life, apparently thanks to the Volvo that she was in. As we both know, Volvo um, was noted for being a pioneer in, in safety technology. So I've been in two. I've been in two rollovers. None of them were Volvos, and, and I'm still alive too. But, but I guess I don't get. I guess I don't get a camera car to play with. Yeah. Well, let's ask. What did you get? In, what did you get into two rollovers with? And is there something that you can connect to your real life with your and, your and everyday F-150? life? F-150. Mm-hmm. And a PT Cruiser. Oh, man. Um, okay, so she used the XC60's cameras as a typical point-and-shoot camera, um, which is unbelievable. And she basically just used the parking cameras to the parking and the yeah the parking cameras to photograph people. Or I'm, I'm, I'm all about I'm all about you know creating art from a new perspective. And but never once have I never once never once have I thought, hey, you know what would be awesome if my camera weighed four thousand five hundred pounds and was difficult to park. <laughs> what are you talking about difficult to park? That's a great feature. I need all my car. I, and I'm surprised. You know, there, sh- there this should be a normal function in cars. You know what? So many people are spending so much money on dash cams. Okay, are, are am I making that up? I don't really think it's a huge market, but not but in Canada anyway. I, I mean, feel like maybe maybe over- in Russia where things are crazy. I think you're I think you're really uh, underestimating how important dash cams are to drivers nowadays. And you know what? Me and you are both in in the sort of Facebook groups that take photos of really interesting cars that people see on the road. Now we can't do that while we're driving with our smartphones, and so I'm yeah, definitely. I saying, never do that. I would never do that. I'm basically saying that some of the people who are doing that are engaging in unsafe technology. Uh, I mean, unsafe practices. But the cars have the technology to take photos for us. So why can't we do that? What if well, we get they, cut off? What if we witness a crime in action? We should be. You able can to- do that in in GM cars with PDR, but only at the front camera, right? Yeah, well, how many? Well, you want a crime? How much crime's happening around you? Sam? You never <laughs> know. Like 360 degrees of crime. <laughs> oh, um, man. You want to see? You, what you really want is you want to be able to track that ice cube that just came flying through your <laughs> your sunroof and be like, who is the asshole who threw that? And that your car will be like calculating, calculating vector, vector, three cars back. That's what you want. Here's what will happen if, if cars can record all the time. 
you'll get a little message on your screen that says SD card full and people will show up at the dealership and they'll be like, what's an SD card? They'd be like, well, it's something that you, that records all your video. And you're like, what video? And they're like the video that's happening all the time. And then people will panic and they'll be like, is it video of me while I'm driving? And they'll throw their coffee on the desk and there'll be a huge scene. And then multiply that by everyone who comes in that day. And that's, that's how that technology will, un, will unfold. No, I will not, say if this. You, not if you are able to add a hashtag, an Instagram filter or a Snapchat filter, people will be in love with it. Trust. I want to go back to The Verge uh, for a second and just say I really like the format of how these articles are presented, uh, despite not agreeing with the content. The photography is really good. Uh, Amelia Holowati Kralis, I'm not probably not saying her last name properly, but uh, she's doing some of the photography for this, and it's it's really good. Absolutely. Um, so congratulations there. Uh, they, I, I thought I liked the the format. I, uh, the format's cool. I agree with you. Dumbing down, not dumbing down. Watering down the car to just the infotainment system is um, is a, a very difficult proposition. People are buying a vehicle for more than just that. Or exactly. And there's no cases, there's no there's no context doing that right. Other there's cases. there's no context. It's like the the Rolls Royce one stuck out to me because the infotainment system in that is based off of iDrive or a version of iDrive. But the clientele for that car, um, it's not really addressed, and. You, you can't really talk about these technologies in a vacuum because a human being built them and a human being is going to use them and that human being comes from a certain demographic and I think all of that informs how they're going to be used, especially since uh, we've had this conversation in the past. You and I are switching cars every week. We get into a different infotainment system. At first, it's kind of weird to use. It's kind of janky. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, There's it's disorienting for sure. Yeah, but if you own a car after the second month, it's 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 old hat to you. You know where everything is. And so to approach one of these systems cold and say, I don't like this about the interface. I do like this about the interface. It's not really useful. And it's something that I've had to force myself to stop doing in my writing because I really started to get too granular when I was talking about infotainment systems and talking about all the menus and how, how I access this feature and how I access that feature because I'm not the user. I'm testing the car, but I'm not doing the same use case that it was designed for. And that's there's a learning curve and eventually everything's okay. You're, one, you're really 100% right there. Um, People who buy the cars will learn how to use them by using it every single day. They're going to know it better than we use it uh, after six days or seven days. They're also going to get. They're also going to get whatever upgrades or updates that happen through the lifetime of the vehicle um, to that feature, that function of the vehicle. So it's not fair to get too um, critical about what's going on in there. As long and, as it and, works, it doesn't crash. That's an important element of our testing, I think. And it's a it's it's the kind of technology that's staring you in the face every time you drive. It's not like you know you go to your parents' house and they turn the PC around so it's facing the wall. They don't have to think about it anymore. It's like this is like it's right there, and if you don't get it, it's going to be in your face until you do. <laughs> yeah, um, Ben, I think that's all we've got for uh, the podcast this week. Do you have anything you'd like to add? What are you up to next week? Oh, next week, uh, I'm driving uh, a Cadillac CTSV, and I'm going to go to a NASCAR race with my family, and I'm going to have a good time. Very cool. This weekend, I'm actually going to the um, IMSA race. IMSA race at um, Most Sport. I'm going to watch some prototype racing, which is going to be really the IMSA fun. Weather Check series. I believe so. Yes. Um, I can't wait to watch these prototypes. These DPI prototypes hit the track. That's really you get to exciting. Drive? Uh, no, I don't get to drive. Um, and next week I'm going to do two very exciting things. I'm going to drive the new Hyundai Sonata, which I will be unable to tell you about until the following week. And then I can tell you all about it 
after we end this podcast because I drove it two weeks ago. But <laughs> you can't tell. I also can't tell it. anyone else about it. Um, and when I return, I'll be hitting the track in the Toyota 86 Special Edition and the Mazda MX-5 RF. Um, and we're going to do a fun little track comparison there. Well, well, well. Doesn't that this, sounds like a very full week. It's a very full week, and I'm uh, I'm stressed out a little bit about it, but you know what? I'll pull through in the end because that's what my job is apparently about. Um, ben, if people wanted to listen to us more, I don't know why, but if they wanted to listen to more of us, where would they find the Unnamed Automotive Podcast? Well, you can go to unnamedautomotivepodcast.com, which takes you right to our SoundCloud page where we're also Unnamed Automotive Podcast. Or you can go to uh, iTunes or Google Play Music where Unnamed Automotive Podcast will find us there too. Uh, additionally, if you could leave a review on iTunes or um, uh, especially on iTunes, that would go a long way to making us feel like we're, we're, we're actually reaching some listeners. Um, you you got to admit that sort of feedback is really nice. Plus, there's a Facebook page, too, uh, Unnamed Automotive Podcast on Facebook as well. You can leave comments, ask questions if you have things you want us to talk about in the future. And also, if you want to get a hold of us more directly, like let's say you're The Verge and you want to send me some 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 flame stuff or some hate mail because I'm, I'm an idiot, uh, you can tweet me at HuntingBenjamin. And uh, Sammy, what's, what, what's your Twitter handle? Mine is at Sammy underscore ha. Uh, ha, as in you're laughing at me or the way I've been laughing throughout this whole podcast because it was quite silly and I had a good time doing it. And if you want to find us online and read some of the stuff that we write when we're being a little more serious, you can locate us, actually both of us now, at autoguide.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also find me at Roadkill uh, in print and online and slashgear.com. Those are uh, pretty, good, pretty good ways to, to find out what I'm up to. Absolutely. Uh, I hope you have a really good weekend, Ben, and um, I can't wait to talk to you next week. What do you think? I think that sounds like a plan. Take care, everybody, and thanks for listening. <laughs>